0: In this week's episode oh snap there's an episode sorry for the small break but we are back in adam for an excellent week of comics from a brand new horror indie title to some special reveals from marvel it's all happening now on cover b what's up everybody oh
1: my god
0: welcome back
1: they're back
0: to cover b i'm so sorry uh,
1: yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> so, we've been moving. Um I mean, we moved.
0: Oh god. And
1: we were like, we're going to miss one cover B because we're moving and it'll be fine. You know, we're moving over the weekend and it's going to be a hassle. Um and then we got into like week 2 of settling in and we were like, "Oh god, we can't do it." So
0: guys, moving was literally the hardest thing I've ever done in my yeah,
1: whole life. Yeah, it was it was rough. It, it was, was moving during a pandemic is the worst idea ever. <laughs> it's very hard to get your friends and people you know to help and you don't really need a truck and it seems like moving companies are upping their rates because they're probably not getting a lot of people moving because it was it was rough. So we had to move ourselves just the two of us all of our shit and it was uh it, it was, was an hot. experience. It was it hot. Was humid. It was like one of the most humid oh, weekends and weeks of like the year you walk um,
0: outside and it was soup
1: it was yeah it was gross I so couldn't wear
0: glasses they immediately fogged
1: so we were you know we moved for five days and then we were exhausted for like nine days and now here we are ready to <laughs> talk about comics which is fun because we've got a pretty exciting week there was some pretty it good stuff a good week coming out um first and foremost it's been hyped for like months uh x of swords is out which i guess is technically 10 of swords because jonathan hickman likes to be that way um I roll yeah so (laughs) it's the big x-men event weirdly enough it spins out of excalibur which i never would have guessed if you were like hey there's gonna be a big x-men event i would have been like okay it's gonna spin out of stuff happening in x-men x-men it's gonna spin out and stuff happening in x-force yeah it's uh really spinning out of the story going into Excalibur but that said you don't have to read Excalibur to know what's going on it is recapped um kind of as the story goes on like sort of things that have been happening not very thoroughly um and in kind of a Jonathan Hickman way um but yeah it it it, it was good it's, it's going to be cool. I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: I really enjoyed this one, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but I am going to break into the Will and Grace dance really quick and just do a told just. So, so, <laughs> it to, is told true. To, told so. T did so.
1: call a big spoiler this one. I
0: called the reveal. I was like, hmm, I bet it's this. And Chris was like, no, it's totally not going to be that. And I was like, but Hickman likes to pull out things that are gone. And don't exist anymore. And I was right! I win. So when you get to the last page of this book, just know that I knew. Because I'm I'm a yeah. stinker. I knew. <laughs> so this is
1: it's X of Swords Creation. It shockingly deals a lot with like um uh, magic stuff. Like they've really been taking the X-Men into a route where especially in Excal- in Excalibur, but um where they're dealing with a lot of magic. They're dealing with Otherworld. I didn't um, know
0: anything about Otherworld before I read this. And I was like, this is a whole realm of comic like lore yeah. that I'm fascinated yeah. by and so, know
1: nothing about. Otherworld is the realm in the Marvel Universe of Bretonian legends. It's where Captain Britain hung out all the time. Uh, it's got a nexus of the multiverse in it. There's a handful of those floating around the Marvel Universe. Merlin's
0: chilling out uh, somewhere. Merlin
1: is there, fairies, goblins, wood elves. Morgan
0: like, Le Fay. Yeah,
1: all that stuff. So all the like Arthurian, Bretonian legend things exist in this other world. And in Excalibur, much of the later act of Excalibur so far has been dedicated to Apocalypse wanting to set up a gate to other world we haven't really known why um until this very recent episode episode issue which was a lead in to ten of swords x of swords um at this point, it's looking like the X of Swords is going to be some sort of arena style combat between the X-Men and various other people, which is going to be dope. That's There's be really a lot cool. of like Apocalypse backstory that's going to be expanded upon and <laughs> retconned, which is going to be cool. I feel really um, bad for Apocalypse in this. Yeah, it's it's I feel so bad. They're doing some really it's cool weird. stuff with Apocalypse. Um I like that it's dealing with uh, you know, Otherworld and stuff and the X-Men are just kinda like, well, okay, we're at the but it, it deals He a-
0: seems so annoyed.
1: <laughs> yeah, it deals really heavy with Krakoa and Krakoa's origins that have been established kind of throughout the X-Men books. Um and stuff that, you know, Jonathan Hickman's been laying these little seeds for. And I'm sure there's a lot of revelations that are gonna come out in this series. Um as it goes along that are going to just kind of continue on throughout uh, the X-Men Hickman runs. Right. Um, that said, I'm a little annoyed that this story is going to bounce around across all the X-Men titles. I personally am reading all the X-Men titles. So you're probably like, why are you annoyed? You're why there you anyway, care? but it might be kind of intimidating for people to get into this. Cause yeah, it's, I mean, it's I'm like a 26 issue chat, like 26 chapter story like it's it's huge it's like 20 something oh
0: yeah it is i think it's 22 because i remember looking at the book and it was like one of 22 and i was like hickman
1: slow down (laughs) which is which is amazing um and it's cool that he's curating these stories enough to where they'll all like fit because i I was i was pretty peeved that there were like two empire tie-ins for x-men yeah you know like two issues for the regular x-men title that were like we're empire tie-ins and one of them just felt super throwaway, and the other one actually kind of pertained to what's going on now, which was cool enough. Yeah. But it, like, it was just like, why? Why well, is this? this
0: book is a chongus. Yeah,
1: the X-Men is its own world. This book is super chunky. It's huge. Um, but it, it's cool. I'm excited to see. So if you've been keeping up with the X-Men stuff or you want to get into the X-Men stuff, this is a good time to do it. Um. 22 chapters is going to be epic. That's an epic crossover. Event, I'm entertained
0: so. by how much Hickman and Kate's both are like going through the annals of Marvel history. Like what's nobody talking about right now? I'm going to play with that. It's like literally like Hickman used to talk about the toy box. Now you had to put the toys back in the toy box. Well, he went into like the attic and was like, all right, what yeah. hasn't been played with in like, a couple he's decades. like throwing
1: all the toys out and like finding the toys on the bottom that people haven't played with for like three years. Yeah. And he's like, this Stretch armstrong's pretty neat. I'm going to yeah. play with this
0: one and nobody's going to see it coming. But it's and cool. It's, I
1: think uh, I think this is definitely worth the hype. And I'm excited to see. I feel like the way they've set up how the X-Men books are running and the fact that they're curating them from Jonathan Hickman. And he's got like plans for the X-Men for like years I feel like crossover events are where that whole project is really going to shine. I agree. So I'm excited to see what comes of this. You I know?
0: agree. I think it's going to be cool. Next on the docket is another one from Marvel. This one, I love the way this one was set up. So the Immortal hulk number one, out-ewing, of course, the the man behind the Immortal Hulk Uh, everything. Um, he... The, the cool thing about this book is that it starts and it's like so i'm alive again ta-da and you're like but how and she's like i don't know that's the problem and it's it's kind of great because it goes through her history articulating how she died and came back and died and came back just like bruce does and mm-hmm. it's super interesting to like talk about those scenarios in the context of her being an immortal being because the Hulks are immortal. And um, it's interesting too, because it it has her, you know, discussing immortality with other characters that we think of as immortal, a la Wolverine, who's like, just don't think about it. And she's like, that's not an answer. Thanks, bub. Um, <laughs> and it has her talking bub. to Thor, who, you know, has already been articulated as going to be the last surviving being of the universe in the end of days and um, at the very end of the universe's end time. So it has her talking to him and they're like, are they still in a relationship? Or Yeah, Yeah, they're still an item. They're really cute. They like, at one point she's like, Thor, work out with Hulk? And he's like, Okay, <laughs> like it's really cute, like train with hook, and he's like, It's okay, and they're just like, they're cute, it's yeah, just yeah. precious um it it's just it's interesting, um but and they have like a discussion about it, and he's like, immortality doesn't exist. have fun with that and she's like but but, but it does, <laughs> and he's like, she's like, I don't what yeah. Pardon? <laughs> so confused you ...are the most immortal being, and you're like, but it doesn't exist, and I don't understand... Okay, cool, gods have other logic. So, it's just fun watching her... Fun and kind of, you know, unnerving to watch her going through this process of being... And realistically, like, you know, Bruce... Bruce has to go through stuff, and I have not read The Immortal Hulk, so I don't know how his, like, rationale behind it is. I don't Mm -hmm. know what his experience is with it, and, you know, he's very smart. But it's interesting, coming from the Jennifer perspective, because Jennifer is not... She's smart, but not the way the scientists are. Scientists can rationalize things in a way that, like, they can just rationalize things away, because they'll be like, oh, it's just the science. Mm -hmm. But, like, a lawyer, someone who's more on the, the liberal arts side of life doesn't necessarily have the ability to rationalize things away with science. They have to look at things from a very metaphysical, you know, overwhelming kind of perspective. And I think that's what Jen's kind of fighting with round because, you know, you come from like a romantic literature type of background. And it's like, how do I, how do I rationalize this? How do I argue this without there being some sort of purpose? Mm-hmm. Um so I just think that's really really cool. I I I enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, I I it was definitely more of an Immortal Hulk tie-in than like an individual like an independent She-Hulk story or a uh, you know, like an Empire follow-up. Right. Um but it was cool and it, it's good to see cuz I've been wondering when they're going to start bringing Jennifer into the Immortal stuff. You know what I mean? Because for the longest time, as far as I know, she hasn't been involved. They brought, you know, Harpy back in. They brought uh, Rick back in. They've got the leader there, you know. So they're bringing all these Gamma-related people back in. uh, But they haven't really brought She-Hulk back in. So I'm really excited to see if she continues to be an active part. Like if she tries to link up with Bruce and, like, work about, you know, the one below all and the, the... you know, the uh, green door and all that. Yeah, like all if she cool tries stuff. to work towards all this, like work with him on all this immortal stuff and all the bad stuff he's going through with his various personalities, kind of fighting for control. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, it'll be it'll be cool to see. Next up from Aftershock, uh, we've got a new title that I'm really excited about. Uh, it's called Miles to Go. Um, it's about a... Basically, it opens with a young girl who, through some sort of circumstances, we haven't really figured out if it's, like, government stuff, or a rogue agent, or just a random criminal, but she's killing people, um, and doing criminal, this dick type things, assassinations. Feels very Hit Girl, um, without the, like, superhero twist to it, um, but... We then flash forward to her as an adult, as a mom. And it seems like her history is coming back to roost. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. It's got a nice kind of pulp crime feel to it. Art is really, really solid. I feel like the characters are very relatable. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. It's a really cool book. I thought it was
0: pretty good. It's not super my vibe. Um, mm-hmm. I did like the art. I thought it was cool. Um, it felt very much straightforward like it's gonna be very much like assassin avoiding capture type of vibe to me um someone running from their past which is cool not usually my vibe I typically like things that are either cutesier and or (laughs) grimier it's further
1: along the spectrum yeah it's almost
0: it's almost too direct action for me Um, but I did think it was good. I thought the character development was good and I enjoyed it. I think, I think it has a lot of
1: potential. It's got some cool backup material. Like there's various like pictures of files that they have on this character, uh, in the back of the book, uh, which is cool. It suggests some things that this person might've been involved in and leave some like question marks. Um, and I'm excited to see how it pans out. I, I, I think it's a cool book. I think it has a lot of potential for you know something that might be adapted. It's got a very diverse cast. Um,
0: it definitely feels like it could be easily adapted into like a Netflix movie yeah. or a Netflix show. And or it something seems like that. it
1: seems like the story they're setting up is like on the surface a little bit simplistic, uh, but possibly a bit more complex than what they lead on. Yeah. So
0: definitely, it definitely has a lot of potential. So next in my list, um, I am super excited about this one, mm-hmm. um, is called The Autumnal by Daniel Krauss, art by Chris Sheehan. Um, so this one starts out like awesome, gritty kind of a bad mom in a bad scenario sort of way like Like, Chicago or something like they have a rough go of it the kid gets in trouble the even though she's like incredibly smart and adorable Mm -hmm. um mom's got a lot weighing on her everybody you know they're just trying to deal with stuff and it turns out that estranged grandma to the little girl mom to the main characters female uh has passed on and left them a house um in this you know Super quaint little New England town. Um, so they're heading that way and it kind of follows their journey and her reckoning with the loss of her mother who kind of seems to have abandoned her when she was young. Um, this book is so cool. The art is so cool. And it gives me such like, like, wicker man, midsomer, weird... Kind of culty vibes, and I love it so much. I'm so here for it. It is 100% my aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I like you got like wrong side of the track, meet main female character who just like you know curses, does whatever she deals with. I I don't know. Oh, it's just it's so my type of vibe.
1: (laughs) It's funny because there's a weird trend going on right now that is like horror and or fantasy movies that are comics that are related in some way to like nature attacking people or mm-hmm. nature being used as a weapon or like people having trees growing out of their faces and stuff. Right. Cause there's family tree has that going on by Jeff Lemire and the DC book last God, the, whole like plague that's spreading, the like zombies that are spreading are basically like fungus plant related. yeah. You know what I mean? So they, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going around comics right now. And uh, I don't know, it's cool. It's a, it's a very I'm cool book. It. They I like that the first issue reveals enough about the setting to be interesting. And it's like very visually done, very subtly done yeah. um, without being like, this is exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. But it's also not, even though it doesn't really like dive headlong into the action, it doesn't avoid the action entirely. No, you know what I mean? So it it's it's slow. not like, okay, cool. Now I get the character, but what the hell is gonna happen in this book? You yeah. know, like you get an idea of what's going on
0: you you definitely get feels you get feels that there's something more going on with why she was sent away from her mom you get feels about the town's a little off you get yeah, yeah. like the little girl being as smart as she is that's pro- there's probably something to that like it it's just so much more like, vibe that I can't even handle I like that it. you
1: connected it to midsummer yes. because like midsummer and hereditary too like they Two as in ha- as, as well. well. They haven't made a hereditary two. Calm down. Um, <laughs> somebody out there is like hereditary two. <gasps> Google. Um, <laughs> sorry to. So, sorry, uh, but those two movies. um Part of what makes them just so great is that like slow build of like distrust Super that subtle. you feel in the background and in the interactions and in the voices, and it's like things feel fine and they feel not fine. Is this in the character's head? Like what's going on, you know? So I feel like that's going to be the ongoing theme of this one is like, you know, was this mom as abusive or like neglectful as she claims? Was there more going on in this town than Than what was led on? Does the main character's memory of this town is it marred by trauma and she's blocking things out about it? Like what's going on? What is the in actual this small, reality? you know, absolutely Midwestern town? You know? Yeah. Um
0: it's so cool.
1: It's yeah, it's it's gonna be very I think there's a lot of potential for this one. I it think this one's gonna have some cool reveals. I'm really excited to see the lore that they set up. Um, because it's got a very Blair Witch vibe to it.
0: Blair, that's what um, I'm saying. Like, it's got that like Blair Witch, Midsommar, Wicker Man. Like, I immediately was getting Wicker Man
1: vibes. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm getting Wicker Man vibes from like the town, but I'm talking yeah. like they had this like subtle. There's this like kids rhyme in there that kind of yeah. kind of seems to hint to what the overall like
0: what's going on. I don't want to say
1: big bad, but like the overall, I guess contagion of this thing is going to be like yeah. what the what's causing the bad things right um and it feels very blair witch it's cool. feels very blair witch um the setting feels very blair witch like it i don't know where they're supposed to they were in chicago i don't know if they said where the town is but it feels very like virginia like west virginia either virginia. that
0: or like small new england town yeah like, like, maybe like
1: vermont it's got yeah. kind of a very Vermonty feel maybe that kind of connecticut-y kinda, a little yeah, bit yeah it's it feels like the town from uh, Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls yep, yeah, exactly. Stars Hollow, is that what yeah, the yep. town's called? Yeah, it's going to be good. This is going to be a good one. Um, and finally, another really cool one that uh, gives me a lot of various, like, TV and movie vibes uh, The Unkindness of Ravens, number one. Yeah. Uh, this was written by Dan Panosian, who mainly does art. Um, so it's cool to see him writing. Uh, it drips with, like, buffy and the craft and oh yeah uh i,
0: I almost was getting like nancy drew vibes. nancy drew vibes
1: yeah. yeah it's it's got that very like young adult uh high school age magical kind of thing going on even drips with a little bit of mean girls in its own way a because bit, it's yeah. very like higher college hierarchy and stuff um, maybe even a little like the teen side of Twin Peaks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not so much the Coop and Sheriff side, but more the like Donna and what's his name side. Yeah. Um, no,
0: definitely.
1: God, it's been so long since I've seen we Twin, need Peaks. To Twin Peaks. I don't remember for the, like, the one with the motorcycle, and then there's Audrey. It's it's and been then like there's seven the crazy years, Mike, admittedly. the crazy one. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's got those kind of vibes. There's a murder, or a missing person. There's yep. a mystery. There's also magic. Um, it's cool. It's very. It's cool. and it's another one of those ones. It's like a Tominal, where it like hints at the setting. It hints at the vibes. It hints at the theme enough to be interesting and kind of compel continued readership, but it doesn't dump all this exposition on you but it also doesn't withhold so much that you're like well that was a very slow boring first issue right it's got that perfect balance yeah it's it was um, really in good i very well done
0: it was really interesting too there's a little bit of a jarring disconnect that i kind of liked that like the first few pages are almost very storybook like we're detailing what's happening like cryptic keepery mm-hmm. type thing and then all of a sudden it was like this very clean pretty like Nancy Drew esque art all of a sudden, and I was like, the hell just happened in this book. I yeah, was <laughs> so confused. I thought
1: it was a fun, um it's it's a pretty straightforward book. And I, I I think I dig that. I know we've said that a few times on here where it's like, you know, sometimes straightforward's what you need. You yeah. don't need something subverting your expectations right. at all times. So you go into this book, it opens with like a recap of The Salem Witch Trials. Right. And it talks about these witches called ravens, which are the survivors of the Salem Witch Trials and the various other witch trials that happened in early America. Yeah. And, you know, it goes on from there, and then it dives into this, you know, new girl going to a new school. And so immediately you're expecting witches. You see these different groups built up. There's the preppy, mean girl jock persons and then there's like the artsy alternative girls with piercings and tattoos and you're like okay well i'm expecting witches those are probably the witches you know if something were to be subverting your expectations you'd be like oh no it's actually the preppy girls are the witches but it's not it's, it's not. the alternative yeah, <laughs> girls it's exactly are the witches. What you're expecting. and so it's it's a very straightforward story there's not too many like Twists at least in turns. the first there's first issue there's not too many like mega twists and turns i think there's a lot of openings for twists and turns Yeah, no, definitely but even just as it is i think it's a m- murder slash missing person mystery book with magic girls it's like life is strange you know it's, it's like buffy it's, it's like you
0: know i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm on there's that. a
1: mystery yo we'll solve it check out my spell while that girl revolt. I don't know. I was trying to. It fell apart. It, yeah, it's okay.
0: To- <laughs> it was a valid attempt. Trying
1: to do an Ice Ice Baby reference on the fly is not easy.
0: <laughs> it shouldn't be.
1: It's- I deserved that, <laughs> is what I'm saying. But yeah, this one's also crazy good. I'm really yeah. impressed. And this is another Boom, and I just got to say, Boom has owned 2020. They, they like h- they it Boom out hard. is yeah. tearing up this year. Like they are putting out so much good shit. Um, like I am interested in everything boom releases. Yeah. I mean, all three of these companies have had a wonderful year. They're really like vault has well. had a wonderful year. They did autumnal, uh, aftershock has had a wonderful year. They did, uh, miles to go, you know,
0: here's to hoping that they have maintained finances enough during all of the quarantini nonsense that, we can continue to get these awesome awesome books it's
1: like as the big guys falter you know like (laughs) marvel has to delay all their books and it's like way behind on their release schedule dc leaves diamond causes all kinds of drama has to restructure is cutting like 25 percent of their product line images all over the place trying to get new creators in and stuff and then all these other like creator-owned companies just (laughs) swooped in and we're like Hey, we're the hot shit now. Hey,
0: look at all this awesome, amazing writing yeah. and artwork got
1: coming so out. So, <laughs> if your local store is a smaller store and they don't tend to order to, because I know some stores kind of order close on, you know, an order thin on like Boom and Vault, especially Vault and Aftershock or yeah. even smaller prints than Boom. Um, Scout is another one we've yeah. talked about a lot on yep, here. Really good. Great. Go in and demand it. Start a file and be like, I want these scout books. I want these Aftershock books. I want these vault books because they're all really kicking good. ass. Yeah. And I mean, vault specifically, Aftershocks sometimes uh, boom pretty much all the time. Scout, not as much. Scout has room to improve in this area, but they're all printed on way better paper than the major that companies. True. That is absolutely <laughs> true. The major true. companies print on tissue paper, and these uh, guys are printing on this like thick matted paper and stuff. Yeah. Like it's all very good. Um it's just good comics. They're just putting out good comics. They're doing good content, um, man. And it always just leaves me so excited to talk. Um but yeah, check it out and demand that your comic shop get Aftershock stuff and Boom stuff and Vault stuff and Scout stuff. Like they're all killing it. So
0: well, I think that's going to do it for us. I think we probably need to wrap up. We've got a grumpy black cat who wants to start howling at us. Yeah, so we've we got a cat
1: making noise. You probably heard her.
0: <laughs> she's she's just getting used to the new We space.
1: Yeah, so our new setup is we've commandeered in the new place a master closet that we're going to soundproof and turn into a recording studio because hell, why not? Um, we're also not letting the cats upstairs. Recording studio? Upstairs. Upstairs. Or I guess sound booth. It's not really like a, a sound studio. Booth. I keep jumping to recording studio when I talk about it, it but it's cooler. sound booth. <laughs> it is a booth to record in. Um, but yeah, I it's it's upstairs, and they hate it. They hate that we come upstairs, <laughs> and they're not allowed upstairs. And our black cat has figured out how to get upstairs, even though we've tried to block off the various routes. So we're going to have to deal with that now and figure out how to stop her, how to thwart her (laughs) in the future. So that's where we're going to next. Anyway, if you like what you heard, if this is your first time here, welcome. You can check out all our past episodes on our website.
0: Coverbeepodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Coverbeepodcast. It has been a little light the past couple weeks because I've been sleepy. (laughs) I'm trying. We're getting back into the swing of things. Things are coming back. Um, We're also both on Instagram and we also are live streamers on Twitch. So you can come and check out if you like video games. You can watch our variety channel six nights a week on Tink Tink Games on Twitch.tv. So definitely come hang out. We will see you next week. On the next episode of Of Cover Cover B. 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 Bye, everybody!
1: (laughs) Au revoir!
0: Ooh, fancy.